0: Chapter 37 of Paul, a Herald of the Cross. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Paul, a Herald of the Cross by Florence M. Kingsley. Chapter 37 A Promise and a Vow the news had spread throughout jerusalem that paul the apostate sanhedrist the hated propagator of hateful heresies the mad fanatic who openly declared that a gentile could be as holy as a jew had been captured in the very act of openly defiling the temple if james and his circle of jewish presbyters made any effort to set the matter right it is not mentioned in the inspired records it would seem that the man was abandoned to his fate, a fate which some of the Jewish Christians no doubt thought well deserved. When the Sanhedrin received notice from the commandant of the garrison that the prisoner would be delivered over into their hands for trial, there was a general expression of satisfaction. It was felt that for once the romans had shown a proper deference toward the Jewish authorities. On the day following the arrest, every member of the Sanhedrin was in place. Every eye was fastened upon the prisoner as he was brought into the council chamber under the escort of a quaternion of soldiers. In his turn, the prisoner looked steadily about the circle of frowning faces which confronted him, from nasi to scribe, from scribe to Pharisee, from Pharisee to Sadducee, did he remember the day when he himself was one of them, and the young man Stephen with his angel face stood in the place of the accused? The preliminary questions were asked and answered. Then Paul, still gazing earnestly into the faces of his old-time friends and associates, began his defense. Brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day. Something in the unflinching look of the prisoner and the an air of quiet confidence with which these words were uttered, stung the high priest, Ananias, into sudden fury. "'Smite him on the mouth!' he snarled, motioning authoritatively to one of the temple's police who stood near the accused. The man obeyed. "'God shall smite thee, thou whited wall!' exclaimed Paul, his pale face crimson and his eyes flaming with righteous anger. "'Sittest thou to judge?' "'Me according to the law, and in violation of the law, "'dost thou command me to be smitten?' "'The officers of the court closed in about the bold prisoner "'with threatening looks. "'Revilest thou God's high priest?' demanded the man who had struck him. "'I did not consider that he is a high priest,' "'answered the accused with a singular smile. "'It is written, Thou shalt not revile the ruler of thy people.' his keen eyes swept once more about the frowning circle brethren he cried out suddenly i am a pharisee the son of a pharisee of the hope of the resurrection of the dead i am called into question instantly a tumult of passionate voices arose the man is innocent exclaimed certain of the scribes who with the pharisaic party thoroughly detested the sadducean high priest ananias away with him howled the sadducees we find no evil in the man returned their opponents the pharisees instantly in arms if a spirit or an angel hath spoken to him let us not fight against god away with such a fellow from the earth repeated the sadducees with savage emphasis then casting aside every vestige of their dignified reserve they rushed upon the defendant with howls of rage to the rescue to the rescue cried the scribes and pharisees preparing to do valiant battle for their favorite doctrine an indescribable uproar followed in the midst of which the roman centurion sent a hasty message to the commandant to the effect that there was danger of the prisoner being pulled into pieces betwixt the rival factions a second time a rescue party under lysias removed the singular offender by main force to the roman stronghold by all the gods of rome exclaimed the chief captain when he had heard a full account of the affair these jews are past finding out first they're all for beating the man to death then half of them turn and fight the other half like a pack of curs ay curs they be one and all but if this jew be also a roman citizen they shall not rend him whilst this castle stands if he hath lied, Rome herself will make short work with him. That night there passed unchallenged and unseen through the triple cordon of watchful sentinels and radiant presence, through massive wall and ponderous fast-locked door, through damp and gloomy corridors where echoed the mailed feet of the midnight guard, through ill-smelling barracks where sleeping soldiers lay by hundreds upon their shields, it came, straight to the spot where crouched the prisoner, wakeful and suffering in body and soul because of all that had befallen him, and because of the future which lay dark and threatening before him. "'Be of good cheer, Paul,' said the voice that had once smitten the unbelieving Saul to the earth on the Damascus highway, for as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also in Rome.' Ananias, the high priest, was also wakeful and ill at ease on that night. The occurrences of the morning had been peculiarly irritating, doubly so since he felt that in a measure he had precipitated the uproar by his own unwarranted order. Now that the hated apostate was removed beyond the reach of his vengeance, his anger burned all the more fiercely against him. "'A Pharisee!' he muttered." and the son of a pharisee accursed be all the pharisees with their driveling cant concerning the resurrection the knave lied he is no more a pharisee than was the nazarene himself at dawn there came an urgent message from certain of the chief priests demanding his presence in the council chamber "'There is a plan afoot,' said these, "'whereby we may outwit the Romans, humiliate the Pharisees, "'and at the same time rid the world of a dangerous apostate "'who may otherwise escape our vengeance on the score of his Roman citizenship.' "'Name it,' said Ananias, his evil face lighting up. "'At a signal the door opened, "'and a number of men were ushered into his presence. "'They were headed by the Ephesian Jew Alexander, "'who the day before had started the uproar in the temple.' "'Thou seest, my lord,' began this worthy, bowing himself almost to the ground before the hierarch, "'that there are here forty of us, law-abiding all, and zealous concerning the commandments of Moses. "'We hate with an unspeakable hatred the man Shual, who has taught abominable things, "'saying against the temple, against the law, and concerning that Galilean who died the accursed death, "'and this not only in Jerusalem, but among all nations.' We have therefore bound ourselves with a most solemn vow that we will neither eat nor drink till we have accomplished his death. Now do you, in the name of the Sanhedrin, send word to the chief captain that he bring the man down unto you on the morrow, as though ye would make more accurate inquiry into his case, and we, or ever he comes near, we will be ready to kill him. Ananias sprang to his feet a righteous vow o son of abraham he cried a holy vow may jehovah grant its speedy fulfilment as for me i will do as thou hast said by the veil of the temple i swear it in a certain quiet street not far from the temple there dwelt at this very time a jewish lady to whom the news of arrest and imprisonment of paul came as a fresh disgrace and humiliation god of israel she wailed has not this man already humbled his kinsfolk and acquaintance to the dust in that he hath allied himself with the hateful sect of the nazarenes he who was once a learned rabbi a teacher and a leader of the wise a veritable remover of mountains and now alas he hath fallen to the lowest depths a defiler of the temple an eater of an unclean beast having fellowship with the uncircumcised and accursed would that Jehovah had taken away his breath while yet he observed his commandments to do them. Yea, verily, I would that we both had gone down to the grave whilst we were innocent babes at our mother's knee. He is no less thy brother, said her son, a lad of thirteen years, and he is sorely in need of help and succor. Even the Nazarenes have forsaken him what knowest thou of the nazarenes cried the mother angrily have i not forbidden thee to speak to one of them i heard it in the temple answered the boy stoutly the nazarenes also observe the law of moses and they are saying that my uncle declares that gentiles as well as jews can be saved in the resurrection through faith in the risen jesus and that the law no longer avails for either jew or gentile because he hath said such words he is no longer a brother of mine said the lady coldly they are even as a sharp sword before which the ties of blood fall asunder and are no more soil not thy lips with such wickedness my son lest the evil one gain thee also and i be left desolate the boy drew his brows together "'There be many beliefs even among the rabbis, mother,' he said argumentatively. "'The Sadducees do not believe that there is a resurrection of either angel or spirit, but we Pharisees confess both. "'What if—' "'Nay, child! "'Thou art not yet a rabbi,' interrupted the mother with a shadowy smile. "'Go now to thy school and learn wisdom, "'that the Almighty may bless thee and save thee out of the pit "'which the forward and the foolish dig for themselves.' the school was already called when the nephew of paul shyly took his place in the circle which sat about the teacher simon ben gamaliel in one of the chambers of the temple the boy saluted the great rabbi with the prescribed obeisance and the courteous words of morning greeting thou art late this morning my son jesse said the rabbi shaking his head "'Fail not to remember that the days of a man's life "'are fashioned from the small moments of the hour, "'and that all the days and all the hours "'and all the moments are too few, "'in the which he may gather the wisdom "'which is better than rubies.' "'The lad hung his head. "'I pray thee to have me excused for this once,' he said. "'I talked with my mother, and the moments fled unaware.' "'The learned Simon smiled. "'A wise son delighteth in the conversation of his mother.' As for her, her price is far more than rubies, even as it is written. Thou art pardoned. The lesson in theology, philosophy, law, and arithmetic were at last finished, and now the pupils separated to the study of the different trades which had been chosen for them by their parents. All the great rabbis of the day were masters of a trade. Learning, no matter of what kind, declared the wise Gamaliel, if unaccompanied by a trade, ends in nothing and leads to sin." and so Rabbi Ismael, the famous astronomer, was a needle-maker. Rabbi Jochanan was a shoemaker, Rabbi Simon a weaver, Rabbi Joseph a carpenter. The boy, Jesse, after the custom of his family for many generations, was learning to be a tent-maker. He did not like the work, but that made no difference, as he knew full well as he threaded his great needle he became aware that the other boys were staring at him and whispering together some of them were laughing why dost thou laugh he demanded fixing his keen gray eyes on the boy who sat next to him and what are simon and asa whispering about that i may not hear they say that the apostate shawl who was seized in the temple yesterday is the brother of thy mother and that to-morrow he will be killed answered the boy with a malicious grin. "'He will not be killed to-morrow,' retorted Jesse, promptly drawing the needle through the coarse cloth with a jerk. "'And he hath done nothing blameworthy!' "'Hear that?' cried the other, looking carefully about, to be sure that the master tent-maker was out of hearing. "'Young Jesse here says that the fellow Shaw will not be killed to-morrow, and that he hath done nothing blameworthy.' He will be killed, young kinsman of a swine-eater. Thou wilt see before the setting of another sun. The Romans will protect him, cried Jesse, turning pale. Aye, and will they, boy? Let me tell thee that no less than forty law-abiding Jews have bound themselves with a curse that they will neither eat nor drink till they have slain the knave. Thou art telling lies, son of Abraham, said the nephew of Paul, indignant tears standing in his eyes, and thou knowest the penalty of the law for that. And thou art near kin to a blasphemer, who also shall be killed with stones according to the law, retorted the other. If I lie, then may Jehovah smite me where I stand. The forty will fulfill their cherub one of them who fetches wineskins to my father's house told our gatekeeper and i heard it they will send word to the chief captain of antonia to bring down the prisoner again before the council then in the court of the gentiles they will fall upon him and they will slay him at this moment the master tent-maker re-entered the room instantly every voice was hushed and forty shining needles flew in and out the long seams with commendable alacrity Jesse worked as diligently as any of them. Not once during the hour did the stern teacher chide him for inattention. He was also thinking. When the signal for dismissal came, he hurried away as fast as possible, scarcely hearing the derisive whispers which buzzed about him. He had resolved on a course of action about which he hardly dared think further, for fear his timid heart should fail him an hour later claudius lysias commandant of antonia received a call from one of the centurions of the garrison the prisoner paul said the officer with a grimace asked me to fetch this young man to you he has something to tell you lysias surveyed his visitor curiously then seeing that he was hardly more than a child and that he was evidently terrified at his surroundings good-naturedly took him by the hand and led him out of earshot of the soldiers "'What is it that thou hast to tell me, child?' he said kindly. "'The Jews have agreed to desire thee "'that thou wouldest bring down Paul to-morrow to into the council,' "'half whispered the lad, fixing his eyes anxiously "'upon the bronzed and bearded face of the soldier. "'But do not thou yield unto them, "'for there lie in wait for him more than forty men, "'which have bound themselves with an oath "'that they will neither eat nor drink till they have killed him, "'and now they are ready, looking for a promise from thee.' "'By all the gods of the infernal regions!' began the chief captain. Then he stopped short. "'Thou mayest go, my lad,' he said shortly, "'and make thyself easy concerning the man Paul. "'We shall find a way to keep these agreeable compatriots of his, "'hungry and thirsty, for some days yet. "'But see that thou keep a close tongue in thy head. "'Tell no one what thou hast told me.' At nine o'clock that same evening Lysias dispatched the prisoner to Caesarea under an escort of nearly five hundred men. See that ye deliver this man safe and uninjured, and to the governor, he charged the centurions whom he placed in command of the troops. End of chapter 37